0: Well, hi. I'm Liz Miller here with Pastor Ryan. You're back. It's so good to see you.
1: It's fun to be back.
0: (laughs) I love when you teach, and I'm so excited to hear you taught this weekend, and then you'll be here next weekend as well. So this weekend, we started um, a two-week series called Habits and Heartbeats, and we talked about the the Bible. And so you started—I just thought it was so good, and I was thankful for just the way you— taught about the importance of the Bible and just the importance of getting into it and diving in, and that it's alive. Yes. The God of the universe r- left us his words and how could we not be excited, you know? It's kind of that? amazing. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, but you started off by saying you kind of started interacting with the Bible right around early 20s and had never had any experience. So there wasn't a lot of baggage there yeah. with like having to read the Bible. And I just wondered if you could kind of talk a little bit to the people that have had some baggage, or as a as a younger person, you know, were made to read the Bible and you must listen. You know, here's the Ten Commandments; you have to do them. And just kind of feel like, like it's boring,
1: right? You know, right, right, right. yeah. I think in 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 part that's like why I was excited to have this conversation this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think I think um, all the pressure, like the rel- religious pressure mm-hmm. that comes around the disciplines can make them feel like they're not, um, life giving. Yeah. Like they're not enjoyable. Right. Like it's not fun, you know, and in the, you know, I think working with the Bible takes some work period, Mm -hmm. but it's like good work. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think it's like really can be enjoyable. It's like Mm -hmm. an acquired taste, which we're going to talk about a little bit next week. But I was excited about having that conversation where it's, if you can get above it and get a fresh look at it, Mm -hmm. um, I think it can be a big deal. I'm not even sure if I know exactly how to help somebody who's had that experience kind of get out of it. I know for me, um, when I started following Christ and I started attending like a college group, that um, as I started to come alive, like with the Bible, Mm -hmm. the people that grew up in the church kind of looked at me like an alien. Like what? What is going on? Like He's
0: excited to open the Bible. Yes, it was
1: that kind of stuff.
0: He's excited to read Leviticus. (laughs) Right.
1: And and I think probably one of the easiest ways to help that Mm -hmm. is to watch somebody who who has come to know Christ and maybe to help them start reading the Bible and watch how excited they are. Even to this day, like when I'm discipling somebody, Mm -hmm. it reminds me, like, wow, right, right. It is a big deal. Like, it fires me up all over again how how amazing the words of God are in our lives as you start to discover it. I see it with my kids now. Like we'll do whiteboard studies, of course, right in my house. And <laughs> not my, a surprise. Not a surprise. My daughter, she went, like I was teaching her about <laughs> baptism before we got baptized, and she goes, Dad, like my whole my whole view of it just changed, you know, and like watching her heart light up for that stuff just fires me up. I you think. Know?
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's no. such a gift to give to your kids for them to learn. Like you get to learn the Bible, not that right. you have to learn the Bible. Right. That's that's invaluable. Um, one other question I had was um, to the to the person that might feel like the the Bible's just another book. It's an ancient historical book, yeah. but there's there, the um, it's not truth. That's a big question. Oh, it's a huge question. Um, but just looking at the Bible and and choosing not to believe it, uh, what could you say to that?
1: Yeah, let let me answer that. I just thought of one more thing I wanted to say about oh, the last okay. thing too. So I'll like come back to it. <laughs> the um. I was just thinking about this a little bit more as you asked me that with the the baggage. Mm-hmm. I I think one helpful piece. This is one piece I'd make, give somebody who has who's got baggage with it. Um, is to experiment. Like, try different stuff with the Bible. So like, if you if you were told read through the Bible every year, don't do that. Read do something different. Like try to meditate on a verse or mm-hmm. try some try some different methods, you know, to like freshen it up. Anyway. That's
0: great advice, actually, just because that was a little bit of my story was that I got tired of reading the Bible. And every time I'd sit down, it was like, I guess I have to I have to read 20 minutes and here's my plan and I'll, I'll get it done. And I really I love Jesus. I wanted to. It just didn't feel like it was alive. Yep. And when I just kind of decided to go outside of the box a little bit and say, like, OK, God, well, here I want I want to know, like I want to um, interact with you and treat this with reverence and holiness that it deserves. Um, that was life-giving, was just to try something a little bit
1: different for me. Super-duper good. Yeah. But back to your other question, right, about, yeah. like, the reliability of the Bible. And the, the Bible's reliability is really interesting, I think, because, I mean, it's such a—it's the the most sold book ever, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's been around for a long time. And so it's a, a couple things that we should know about if I'm checking it out. Um, one of the big pieces I think that was really helpful for me as I was learning about the reliability of the Bible— is that it's the most historically reliable document that there is, right? And okay. so there's all these, like, proofs and things that they test, like all these old documents that they find, right? Like the Iliad and stuff that we would maybe read in school, and they'll test, like, how many ancient manuscripts are there mm-hmm. of this thing, right? This ancient document. Like, the Iliad has eight, and the more that you have is the better. So, like, the New Testament has over 5,000 like copies wow. of those manuscripts, yeah. right? So like fragments, little pieces, and that's just normal. And so like if you ask any scholar if, if the Bible is a, uh, if they're like a manuscript scholar, if the, the Bible is a historically reliable document, they're like, oh, absolutely. Like it kills all of our tests. It's amazing, like knocks it all out. So there, you have all these different pieces of kind of evidences mm-hmm. that prove it. Um, and I would encourage you, like if you're looking to figure it out, like check out uh, The Case for Christ. Is Excellent. a phenomenal sure. yeah. book. Like if you're a reader, um, there's some really great uh, resources. There's also a website. Um, I think it's a Sean McDowell website. Okay. That you can Google that. And okay. there's a bunch of good talks, I think, about that as well. But I would look at, um, there's like major pieces. The Bible's uh, uh, had been an ancient uh, reliable text. It's archaeological uh, reliability. Um, the But ultimately, if you go through all these different, proofs and tests that the bible would go through really the biggest thing you have to look at ultimately is jesus and jesus's death burial resurrection uh like did jesus live really nobody argues with that right. like yeah scholars are like yeah he lived mm-hmm. right and and it's kind of hard to deal with cuz he alters history but then you have to figure out if do you really believe that he died and then he rose from the dead and the resurrection becomes the ultimate proof of the reliability of the bible like that's this, if you had to point at the center point, yeah. it's even beyond the Bible. It's actually down to the resurrection. And the resurrection gives legitimacy really to, to all of the New Testament. And the New Testament really gives legitimacy to the Old Testament, right? It's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, if you want to go check out all the evidences, like go for it. Um, the thing that I found, uh, Personally, when I was wrestling—not so much with the Bible, but with Mm -hmm. faith—is that it really wasn't an intellectual problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when I was intellectually honest about it, it was more of a volitional problem, right? A surrender of my will to um, kind of this picture of of reality that God defines versus the one that I wanted to be true. You know, and and um, I think at the end of the day, Mm. that's kind of the real issue. So you can wrestle with. We can wrestle with all kinds of things about, can I trust this or not? But ultimately it's about, I'm going to believe what I want to believe. Right. Right. And we should use our minds and figure out what's the most reliable thing. I'd tell you, probably going to find it's the Bible. Right. But then it's ultimately a choice of the will. Do I want to believe what I think is true? Oh, that's
0: so good. That's such a good answer. Thank you so much. Sure. I, I thought it would be good just to wrap this up maybe and remind people of Pastor Ryan gave us homework which is not typical, (laughs) but we have homework this week, and I'm actually really excited to do it. I plan on doing it. Um, Do you want to go over that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we
1: talked about reading Psalm 119. Yeah. Right? It's, It's actually pretty simple homework. So Psalm 119, read it three times, but one of those times I would love for each of us to read it out loud. I've done this multiple times myself in front of other people. I'm not asking you to do it in front of other people, but it is powerful when you read the words of Psalm 119 out loud uh, especially as you're trying to cultivate a hunger for the Bible. It's amazing.
0: Because you're speaking truth out loud, Oof. I think. That's what it is. And so getting to do that for for somebody, for your kids, for your spouse, for a friend, I think would be such a gift, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. Liz, well, has been The Weekend Extra. Thank you so much for this conversation, and we hope to see you next week.